Episode 53, the number one reason marriages fail, and it may not be what you think. Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is a podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life. We can do this by implementing simple tips, tools, and ideas. You can find out more at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. Now, here's your host, Joshua Rivers. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a little bit about a survey that I put out at the end of September, early October, and I got a couple of responses that gave me a little bit of insight to some of the things about you and some of the things that you were looking for. And so I just wanted to go ahead and share a little bit of that. And so I'd kind of put it to the side a little bit uh, during the holidays and then uh, kind of got sidetracked on a couple of things. Uh, But I did want to come back and refocus on a couple of these things. And so uh, some of the topics that you said that you wanted to hear more or read more on the blog about was family and parenting and then also relationships And so you also mentioned that um, you liked some content on work and entrepreneurship, which is some things that we have been covering. And so I'm going to try to bring some more of that. But for now, I want to try to pull a little more focus and attention into the area of family, parenting, and relationships and what that can mean for us and some different issues that we come up with. Now, if you have any specific questions regarding these things. I would love to be able to try to tackle those or try to find some guests to be able to come on to answer those. So if you would, you can go to qualitylivingmadesimple.com forward slash feedback, and you can be able to leave a message for me there. And I would definitely appreciate that. You can also leave a voice message uh, on that page as well. And so if you leave a voice message, I can even play that in the podcast instead of me just reading the question. And I would definitely enjoy being able to do that. But in light of talking about uh, family and parenting relationships in that area, I want to look at today the number one reason marriages fail. And so as I alluded to at the beginning, it's probably not what you're thinking. And so if you've heard people quote statistics and things like that, there's going to be a couple things that are on the top of that list. And of course, there would be infidelity, there would be money. And so those type of things would be at the top of the list, but that's not really the root cause. And so before I get into what I believe is the number one reason, I'm going to read a list here from an article online and the article is the top 10 reasons marriages end in divorce. And so I'll have a link to this in the show notes. If you want to read more about this, I'm just going to do a quick read of these 10 things. And so number one is lack of communication. Number two is finances. Number three, feeling constrained. Number four, trust. Number five, expectations from each other. Number six, your spouse doesn't understand or fulfill your needs and desires. 
Number seven, quick change in lifestyle. Number eight, insecurity. Number nine, religious and cultural differences. And then number 10, abuse. And so this was based on a survey that was conducted by the National Fatherhood Institute. And so um, I haven't looked specifically at that um, survey myself yet, but um, apparently this study and this article is based on that uh, survey. And so anyway, just to kind of give you an idea of what we're looking at here. And so this is not a normal list uh, per se of what would you what you would think, and so finance is on is on there, um, but it doesn't necessarily narrow down to the normal things that we normally hear of, and so. But these are some of the symptoms, some of the things that are kind of behind the reasons that people give for divorce, and so. Now I do want to say that as I'm talking about this thing here about marriages failing. Just because a person or a couple does not get divorced, that does not mean that it's a successful marriage. Let me say that again. Just because a couple has not divorced, that does not mean that it's a successful marriage. And so I say that because there are many couples that they stay married, but the only reason they stay married is because they just don't think it's right to divorce or they just... I think it's more convenient to just stay married and more or less act as roommates. And so they just stay married, but that does not mean that their marriage is a success. And so I would consider that type of marriage a failure as well. Now, the number one reason for marriage failure is selfishness. We could also kind of pair that up with pride. And so I believe that this is the number one reason why any relationship fails, especially a marriage relationship. If we were to look in Ephesians chapter 5, the end of the chapter talks about the relationship of a husband and a wife. And so it kind of uses the illustration of the relationship between the church and Christ, and it puts a comparison between them and the relationship of a husband and wife, and how we're supposed to treat each other. And so too many times, though, especially guys, we tend to look at that, and we see the verse in verse number 22 where it, uh, where the Bible says that the wife is to submit to the husband. And so we take that, and we slap it against the woman's forehead and says, you need to do what I say. Well, that's not what the Bible's saying. So, first of all, that's out of context. And second of all, we miss the verse before that, verse 21. Verse 21 is the basis for all the rest of it. Verse 21 says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So, it's not just one submitting to the other. It's both submitting to each other. So, the husband is supposed to submit to the wife just as the wife is to submit to the husband. And so that word submit means to give up your own will, your own desires to the will and the desires of another person. And so, of course, ultimately we're to submit to God, submit to Christ and his leadership. And so and as we do that, he has a will, he has his desires of what he wants us to do, and we have our own, 
and we're supposed to give up our own for what he wants. Now, as we look at a marriage relationship, that does not mean that one person gets the control, one person gets the say. It's when you get into a situation that your job, your desire should be to try to satisfy the other person, not to satisfy yourself. And when, you both, when you're both doing that, it's able to be successful. And so because you both want each other to be happy, and as a result of trying to make each other happy, you're able to be happy as well. And so, but you both have to be doing it. I'm also reminded of a quote that I've heard from C.S. Lewis regarding humility, which is the opposite of pride. And that is, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And so that doesn't mean that we have to degrade ourselves. We have to think that we are any less of a person or any less valuable because we're not. God has placed value on each and every one of us. God loves each and every one of us, and he wants the best for each and every one of us. But as we are approaching each other and as we try to work with each other, we're supposed to try to look out for the needs and the desires of others as well. Now, this doesn't take away from the fact of needing to take care of our our basic needs and desires and making sure that we are capable and fit to be able to help others. And so I, I've heard a lot of different examples and illustrations regarding this. And so we do need to take care of ourselves. There is a portion of our life that we do have to take care of ourselves. We have to have some time to ourselves to be able to have a relationship with God, to be able to work on our physical fitness, to be able to increase in our intellectual um, growth as well. And so we need that personal time to be able to kind of focus on ourselves. But ultimately, if we're doing it right, that's not a selfish thing because our ultimate desire should be to be able to grow ourselves so that we can turn around and help others grow as well. And so in a marriage, when we're looking at this idea of selfishness, that is the thing that tears couples apart because, because you have each couple or each person in the marriage that they're just looking out for what they want, not for what the other person wants. And so I've uh, seen this a lot. And so I've worked with people um, in my jobs. And so it wasn't a counseling type of session or anything like that, but I just hear the way that they talk about their spouse. And so they, they talk about the fact that they're just going to do what they want to do. It doesn't matter what she wants. She wants me to be home at this time, but I'm just going to stay out and be able to hang out with my friends because that's what I want to do and blah, blah, blah. They're not taking in consideration the other person's feelings or what the other person would like from them because they think that they're the man. They're supposed to make the rules. They're supposed to lead. They're supposed to do do all these different things that has been ingrained in us. But that's a not the best view of what God has in store for us. Yes, the Bible does say that the man's supposed to be the head of the household. He's supposed to be the leader in the home. But that does not mean that he's supposed to be the dictator. It doesn't mean that he's allowed to do just whatever he wants to do. There still needs to be a balance there. And so there's supposed to be that mutual respect. There's supposed to be, again, coming back to that verse 
that says that we're supposed to submit to each other. And so if we look deeper into that passage, it does say the wife is supposed to submit to the husband, but then it says that the husband is to love the wife as he loves himself. And so if you don't love your wife as much as you love yourself, if you don't try to take care of your wife as much as you take care of yourself, if you don't do that, then you are failing as a husband. And so now I'm speaking primarily to guys on this part, but it goes both ways. And so we need to learn to be able to give up some of our selfish desires sometimes and give in to the desires of our spouse so that we can look out for their needs, their desires, and try to help satisfy their needs in that aspect. And in return, they should be looking out for ours as well. And so there's uh, plenty of times when my wife and I will sit down to watch a TV show or a movie or something like that, and I'm more into the um, action, um, adventure uh, type of shows, um, maybe the, the police type shows um, with, uh, with the crime scenes and different things like that. And she kind of likes some of that, but she also likes more of the romantic comedy and drama type of shows there. And so we have some kind, uh, sometimes there are shows overlap that we both like that uh, kind of fall in, into a, a neutral territory, but there's definitely shows that she likes that I'm not so fond of. And there's shows that I like that she's not so fond of. And so we've come to have a, a compromise. We have an understanding to where sometimes we watch what she likes. And then there's times when we watch what I like. And so, and then there's other times when we just um, have opportunity without the other and we're able to enjoy the shows on our own. But we have that mutual understanding. We're looking out for the desires of the other person, not just we're going to watch a show because this is what I want to watch. It's a discussion that we have to be able to try to come to an agreement. And so this can uh, apply to a lot of different situations or any situation, I should say in our marriage. And so we need to be on the lookout for this. And so maybe a challenge is for you, if you have struggles in your marriage, perhaps in this area to where you guys are maybe on different levels or you don't seem to see eye to eye on a lot of things and there's a lot of arguments and disagreements, or maybe it's um, turned away from that and there's just a bunch of silence and you guys just don't talk about things because you know it's going to lead to an argument, you need to try to take a step back and take away that selfishness and look out for what is best for the other person. Which if we look at the definition of love, the true definition of love, not Hollywood's glamorized version of love, but true biblical love is a selfless, not selfish, a selfless giving type of love where you look out for the best interest of the other person. And that's exactly what God did for us. God had no vested interest other than he wanted to be with us. He gave his own son, Jesus Christ, for us so that we can be able to have a relationship with him and to be able to walk with him and eventually be able to spend eternity in heaven with him. He did that for us, for our good, not for his own. 
God's love is that way, and that's the kind of love that we're supposed to have for each other as well. Not a what-is-in-it-for-me kind of love, but what-can-I-do-for-you kind of love. And so, again, this is contrary to the Hollywood type of love that is glamorized out there. The Hollywood type of love is seen in the movies to where the the man and the woman get together and then they come to the point to where they're professing, quote-unquote, their love for each other, and they say, you make me want to be a better person. That sounds good, but that's a selfish desire because that's making you want to be better, not to try to make the other person better. And so even though it sounds good and it feels good and all that, that's not true love. Now, it might be closely related to that. That might show the love of the other person toward that person. But but true love is looking out for the good of the other person. And so wanted to be with that person because you want to help make them better. You want to help them to be able to succeed and to be able to go further in what God has for them. And so as we look at that in the marriage, we should try to build and strengthen each other. And as we do that, the marriage gets stronger, the family gets stronger, the kids are able to have a good foundation as they grow up, and they are able to see then a great example of what their love ought to be and how a relationship and a marriage is supposed to be. And so I'd like to encourage you to be able to try to take steps away from being selfish and try to look out for the needs of the other person. And so just kind of an encouragement for that. So I believe, I really strongly believe that selfishness and pride is the number one reason that marriages fail. Now, again, they may not end in divorce, but there's just not that happiness. There's not that success that can come in the marriage if that selfishness and that pride is not taken care of in the in that relationship. And so if you want to get the notes for this, the show notes, you can go to simpleliving.us forward slash 053, and you can be able to get the um, the notes to this. You can see the quick list from that article I mentioned. I'm also going to have a link to the article if you want to read the whole thing. And so you can be able to have that. Also, I'd like to be able to hear your opinion and your thoughts on this subject as far as why marriages fail. Uh, Maybe you think something else is the number one reason, or maybe you just want to try to list some other reasons why you think, or maybe you can try to come up with some ideas as to how we can be less selfish in our relationships. And so I'd love to be able to hear your comments there. And so you can go to, again, simpleliving.us forward slash 053 and be able to scroll down to the bottom to the comments section and be able to leave your opinions there. I would definitely love to be able to uh, have that interaction there. With that, we're going to go ahead and close for this week. Next week, we're going to have an interview with Matt Hamm. Um, He had a guest post uh, a week or two ago on the blog. And so then we're going to have the interview with him next week. And so if you missed the guest post, definitely go back and read that. And then next episode, you'll be able to have the interview with him as well. And so definitely looking forward to sharing that. Thank you. 
and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. Please take a moment to share this with your social circles. Also, go to simpleliving.us forward slash iTunes to leave a review on iTunes. Now, go and create the quality of life you deserve. Simple, 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 simple.